What makes your paddles different from other brands? There are so, so many brands to choose from now. Why should people consider your brand? Um, I'll probably put in why you should consider my brand. I, I really don't like to compare myself to other products. Okay. Um, it just makes everybody upset. Um, you know, I'll say this. I've been building paddles for 17 years. I've had most of the bad things happen to me. Um, and I will continue to have bad things happen to me. It's just the nature of the beast. Um, you know, we back up what we do. Our paddles have a one-year guarantee. Everything's proprietary. Um, I design everything. They're all our, all our ideas. Um, we build all the parts to our own spec. I don't do the aluminum. I, I haven't figured out how to extrude the aluminum tube yet. I probably won't do that. I'll leave that to Reynolds. Um, but the other thing is, you know, I do have background in designing paddles. It's, this is what I've done full time for since 1990, um, and we've been we've been very successful in the outrigger market. Um, you know, in all modesty, we, I guess we are the dominant paddle in that market in the U.S. Um, seven Molokai Hoi winners uh, since 1995. Um, women's race, Molokai, women's Molokai race, four times. Um, I like I like to say those guys would have won the race using using that broom. Uh, it's not the paddle; it's you know the athlete. However, the broom they choose to use is mine, and that makes us very proud. Asking, I have a two-piece paddle that is starting to develop some play at the joint. Question: What's the best way to get rid of the looseness, and how much will that weaken the paddle shaft? Okay, um, I don't make two-piece paddles, and uh, the reason is. I consider it a kind of a different, difficult technology because the joint, if it's going to be useful as a two-piece paddle, would be in the middle of the paddle. Um, it's a little tricky because that's a high stress point in the paddle and you're introducing a joint. What I would do is go back to the manufacturer who built the paddle, write to them and tell them what problem you're having. Um, I'm certain they're going to take care of you. Um, they probably know what, what's happening and they can guide you. If you think the paddle is going to break and that's just the way it is, just wrap that thing with a bunch of fiberglass, wad up a bunch of epoxy glue, and uh, I'm sure it's going to be fine. Your hand's probably not going to touch it because it's probably lower than your bottom hand. should be okay. Next question is, I'd like to know if there are any differences between a good paddle for a skinny guy like me and one of your pipe-charging big bruisers. I think this guy's probably about 170. Um, Sometimes I stick to my 9-inch wide blade in the water and it just won't move for enough of a split second that I notice it throws me off balance. Oh. I'm thinking a skinnier blade, but how skinny, coupled with more f uh, flex in the shaft is the answer, but I don't know. Could, could you answer? Um, once again, you know, I'd say trust your judgment. If you feel you need a smaller paddle, then you probably need a smaller paddle. How much smaller, I really can't answer that. But... Um, yeah, if you're saying that the, you're feeling the paddle's not sticking. Now, you got to remember, too, um, once you get a, you know, Clark's Law states, once you get a body in motion, it's easier to maintain that body in motion. And, you know, the classic example is, you know, a race car is going around the track at 200 miles an hour. It suddenly starts to slide in the turn. Even though the, the car is continuing to spin and slide in the turn, it's actually going slower than 200 miles an hour. But because it's in motion, it's easier for it to maintain that motion. Same thing happens on a canoe or happens in a, on a surfboard. That first few strokes, when you're starting from a dead stop, are going to have the most resistance. As you get the board in motion, the board is not going to require as much power to maintain that same given speed. So, you know, some stalling on the first stroke is a very common thing. Um, most paddles 
in canoe situations break on the start because it's, that's the situation of highest resistance. You know, dead in the water, and now you got to get that thing up to speed. So what your paddle may not be too small if you're talking about the first stroke. You know, like I said, it's com the compromises the best paddles. You know, good in certain conditions might not be better. Might be work for other conditions. You just got to look at the whole overall picture. What do you? What is it doing 99% of the time? What's the? Is there a point of diminishing return where um, the paddle becomes too small? Well, absolutely. It just whiffle through the water. You know, if your if your paddle is ripping through the water and you're not getting any traction, you know, um, then it's probably too small. However, um, this is the American way of thinking. You know, bigger is better. Generally speaking, most people buy things that are too big rather than too small. You know, it's the Costco syndrome. So, uh, you know, like I say, if you think it's too big, it's probably too big. <laughs>